All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Just after four o'clock, it is the uh, Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Remember, uh, if you uh, gamble, use your GameSense. Go to GameSense.ab.ca. Fantastic resource to ensure that uh, you stay within your limits. PlayAlberta.ca. Jason Greger alongside Connor Halley. Of course, uh, day one of Sports 1440. We're happy to have you along for the ride with us. You can text us 833-401-1440. And uh, just uh, include your your name the first time. Then we can uh, save it. And we have you all the time, which is... uh, which is fantastic. Now, let's get to our big guest of the day, brought to you by Silent Ice Sports and Entertainment, innovative market leader across Western Canada with property including the uh, Spruce Grove Saints, Silent Rides Charter Company, the Hockey Super League, the uh, Junior Prospects Hockey League, and more. That is Silent Ice. And uh, we are joined by number 87 from the green and gold. Gino Lewis joins us. Uh, Gino, good afternoon. How you doing? Hey, man. How you doing, man? Thank you guys for having me on. Hey, I appreciate you coming on today. Um, Really tough loss for you guys yesterday. Like, it's funny. You, the, the team started 0-9, and I'm sure you were super frustrated, but I'm thinking that might be the most frustrating loss of the season because for three quarters, you guys were in complete control of that game. <laughs> 
I'm sorry, sir, I'm sorry. Say that one for me one more time. Just like, uh, was that the toughest loss of the year for you, considering you guys were really in control for the first three quarters? I don't know, sorry, hold on, guys. Excuse me, excuse me for one second. Hold on one second. All right. Well, uh, we'll put Gino on hold, Con man. We'll uh, we'll try to clear up that. See what's going on with his uh, connection there. But because think it's funny. I know they started zero nine. When you lose nine in a row, and I'm sure the losses, the frustration builds. But the way they had that game in control for the first forty five minutes, I, j- I just have to think that's the most frustrating loss of the year because. They could have won that game. Like, they were blown out early in the year in a lot of their games, excluding the Saskatchewan ones. I mean, the Winnipeg game was close, sure, and then they won two. But that loss yesterday, as tough as it is, I wonder if it's one that says, okay, you know what, like, we can be competitive here, but if you want to win this league consistently, you got to find ways to put teams away. And they just they weren't able to do it yesterday. And that was the concern. Um, you know, as, as great as Trey Ford was scrambling, it was unbelievable to watch, highly entertaining, which is fantastic. The next evolution of, of his game, and we saw it earlier, like, man, he was throwing some dimes earlier on receivers in, in other games, and a few of them dropped them. Like, I think Trey Ford can throw the ball. I have no issue with it at all. But that's the one thing they'll look and say, okay, this Saturday, we got to have a little bit better of an aerial attack against the Stampeders. No question in my mind. So... We'll, uh, we'll find out, uh, uh, where it goes, uh, from here with the, uh, the green and gold, but that was a tough loss because had they won yesterday, they'd be tied with Calgary, one game back of Hamilton. Now you win that game and on Saturday and suddenly now you're ahead of them. All right. So we'll see where it goes from here, but, uh, it's funny. Elks fans have had a lot of disappointments for many years. But there, well, that's what's kind of cool and unique, I believe, about fans is, you know what? When the team's bad, you will voice your opinion as you should. And I always tell pro teams this. The minute fans aren't talking about you when you suck, that's the problem. Because if your fans are still invested and still loyal and still upset when you're losing, that means they care. And if your fans care... That's all you. That's all that matters. Honestly, because the minute they don't care, then guess what? Then they don't go to games. Then they stop watching the games. Those are the issues. So, well, uh, I think we've got uh, Gino back now. Yeah, Gino Lewis is with us. Gino, uh, thanks for uh, clarifying, uh, getting everything cleared up. Uh, we appreciate it. So, I, I know you guys had a tough start to the season. You rolled out. You've played really well here for the last month. Your last four games have been highly competitive. You could probably make an argument. You could be four and zero in those games. Yesterday, you're up. You're in complete control through 45 minutes. From a veteran perspective, what did you see that you didn't really like from the group in the fourth quarter? Um, we didn't finish, man. Uh, uh, like I said, like you said, we had really control of the game, most of the game. Um, and I just think it was just some situational moments that, uh, we just got to be better at. Um, and we just got to be able to finish the game. Uh, but you know, at the end of the day, we got to give credit to Calgary, man. They made a couple more plays at the end of the season. Good thing is that we got them again, uh, this week. Gino, I, I don't know. I don't know how much you knew about Trey Ford. Obviously, you were in practice with him through training camp and everything like that. But then you see him in games. He's a young quarterback. Like even in even in college, he didn't play a ton of doesn't play a ton of games. But man, this guy is highly entertaining, and athletic as a receiver. 
What has impressed you most about your young quarterback? Yeah, man. Um, he's just uh, Trey's just very dynamic, man. Uh, you, you guys can see it last night. Uh, you know, just the, the runs that he does and the, and the plays that he creates with his feet. And um, it's just it's, it's it's tough. It's tough to uh, game plan against. And uh, you know, we're just trying to go out there and help him. You know, be as best as best as he can and uh, elevate our games to elevate his game. So um, at the end of the day, that's what we're trying to do. And uh, um, that's all we can do. And uh, that's what we're gonna keep trying to do uh, to get these wins. But we just want to be competitive. At the end of the day, that's who we are. And uh, we know that we can win. We just got to start finishing. Gino, as a receiver, when you know you have a quarterback who has that ability to extend plays with his legs, h- how does that change your mindset at all downfield? You know, let's say you run your route and you don't get it originally, but then, oh, he's scrambling. As a receiver, like, I know you got to keep working to get open, and we saw that on uh, on Dunbar's, uh, I think it was his second touchdown. But when when you look at, at a quarterback like that, how does it change maybe what you can do as a receiver downfield that you can't if a guy doesn't have that ability to extend plays? Um, I think for the receiver, you just have to be more aware of, uh, you know, where he's going to scramble to and uh, just understand and put yourself in a position to where, you know, you can get you can get within, uh, you know, his eyes and he can see you. So, um, but you just have to also know that you might have to also block because he might take off and, um, you know, the more blocks that he gets, you know, the, the further he's going to get. So, um, at the end of the day, uh, uh, it's just it's just about you know just being aware of the situation, aware of what's going on. But um, it just, like I said, it creates holes within the defenses, and, and as long as we see them and we create the plays that we need to create, uh, uh, they'll be successful. Gino Lewis joins us on Sports fourteen forty. The uh, Elks taking on the Stampeders this Saturday, five o'clock. It's the uh, rematch after a very entertaining uh, Labor Day Monday match. A disappointing loss, of course, for the uh, Green and Gold. As a veteran guy, we had Coach Jones was on our station earlier today, and he talked about how there's 13 rookies, there's 23 guys in either their first or second year. And, you know, like pro football is very different than college football. You have that many rookies. You talked about kind of knowing how to hold on to leads and different things. Do you have to, and I don't know if it's natural or not, but do you have to be more vocal when you have such a young team, or can that be a distraction? Um, I think it's I think it's both sides. You got to be more vocal, but you have to also have to lead by example. Um, because you know a lot of rookie guys, uh, they like to see guys who you know also do it on the field and and the, you know walk the walk and talk the talk. So, uh, but yeah, you have to just be a little more focused though when it comes to you know having more rookies or younger guys on the team. Uh, just because it's the a lot of them it's their first time you know even coming up to Canada, so they're trying to learn the game, understand you know it's a bigger field, it's another player on the field, and things like that. So, um, and and you know some of the situations they haven't been in yet, you know what I mean, and up here. So it's just kind of we got to help them grow too. And uh, but there's no excuses, you know. We, we we trust in the guys that we have, the young guys. Um, you know they're doing a good job right now. And we just got to keep you know elevating their game and, and and you know keep building them to be the best players that they can be. Since Jarius Jackson has come in in the offensive coordinator, what have you seen the biggest difference in play calling? I'll say that one more time for me. Uh, with Jarius Jackson taking over as your OC, what what have you seen maybe the difference in how he calls a game? Um, yeah, I just think, uh, you know, just trying to put Trey in the best position to be successful. So, you know, just kind of giving him, let him be able to, uh, you know, just uh, see things kind of as clear as possible. Uh, not think too much and stuff like that. You know, that's kind of what we need. We need to just keep trying to do. Um, but you know, like I said, you know, since he's been in there, things been going a lot better. But we just got to keep finishing these these games and and, and win. That's what we got to do. A short week like this, Gino. It's it's a disappointing loss. Take us through how practice looks in a week like this. 
Um, it was it, practice was great, man. It, it, it's, it's it's always competitive. Um, you also know that it's kind of like a little bit of a short week, so you got to also you know make sure everybody's bodies is together. Um, but it's really about uh, watching more film because you know when you play a team back to back, you know it's it's, it's it's like okay we see you again, we see you again. So um, you know, but you know these games are critical, man. You know the labor the Labor Day games are are always critical. Um, and you know, just just uh, just playing it, playing against somebody in the same Providence is always a big thing and the rivalry thing. So, um, you know, practice. We go out there and we work hard every day. Um, we compete. Uh, we try to keep, we try to practice like professionals and things like that. Um, but you know, we just try to translate what we do in the practice into the game. Gino, you weren't here for the 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 majority of the home losses, but I'm sure you heard about it this year. H- how much more relaxed? Is the group now that you got that big home win out of the way? You've got, you know you had two wins. You've been playing really competitive football for four weeks. How much easier is it coming to the stadium now that you feel like okay, you know what, like we can actually compete? Um, yeah, um, it, it was definitely tough being out in those games too. Just uh, just because um, you know I want to be out there with my guys, man. I want to make some plays and things like that. Uh, but you know, as we after we got that first win, man, you know it was just the sky's limit. We know what we're capable of, and we know what we can do. It's just about us going out there and doing our job. And you know, it was a huge thing getting that win at home, man. Getting that hump off our back, something that you know the fans they can't really talk about anymore. It's over, and uh, you know, just trying to start a new era, man. So, um, uh, you know, I'm just I was just very happy for the you know fans of, of Edmonton, man, because I know how long they've been waiting for that, and I just was glad I was able to be part of it and uh, help help the team get that win. Gino, we really appreciate your time today. Hope uh, you're feeling good the day after a, a tough, entertaining game. And best of luck at home on Saturday. Appreciate your time. Thanks, man. I appreciate you guys. You guys have a great day. There you go. That is uh, Gino Lewis, number 87 for the Edmonton Elks. Disappointing loss. I love what he said about Trey Ford. And, you know, the big thing as a receiver is you have to be aware of where he likes to scramble to. So you can help him out, right? You can't just be running downfield. You got a post pattern on the inside. Oh, now it plays over. You're like, no, no, no. I know the Trey Ford. He loves that spin move, right? We've seen it. He loves that spin move. He can, he can elude defenders very well. And then as a receiver, you get open downfield and suddenly that's going to be a big one because we saw Trey Ford's scrambling ability yesterday. It was amazing. But ideally you would like him to scramble to elude pressure, but then be able to throw a 20 yard 25-yard dart downfield. It's a lot less taxing than having him have to run the full 20 yards. Like, look at that. What, it was a 32-yard gain? I can't remember the exact number, 32, 33. He might have ran 80 yards on that play. It was unbelievable, though. Like, he is so exciting that even if the team isn't, you know, a Grey Cup contender, I believe fans are going to want to go see him because he's a highlight reel. My son was watching that play. He rewound it a few times. Dad, I want to see it again. That's how you build fan excitement. That's what fans want. Obviously, the wins are great. Don't get me wrong. But when you have a player like that, it's a, yeah, obviously different level. But you look at Connor McDavid. Like some days as, as an Oiler fan, you're watching the game and you're just kind of like, you know what's coming. At some point, 97 is going to make you go, what the bleep was that? In a good way. So it's it's nice. It's really nice. 416, uh, Sean Brown, former first-round pick in the National Hockey League, former NHLer, played for the Orders, AJHL head coach and GM. He's going to be a co-host every week right here in studio with me. He will join us next 
on the Jason Greger Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. You are listening live to Sports 1440. You can listen to us online, Sports1440.ca, or watch us online now. Say hello. Go to the Oilers Nation YouTube page. Just Google it. Very simple. Oilers Nation YouTube. We're right there. You can see uh, the pretty face of Connor Halley, myself, and the entire studio. And we'll be having a lot more fun, interactive stuff throughout the year uh, on that page uh, for those who, who like to uh, have a little bit of a visual to go with their audio. So you can check it out and hit the subscribe button. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. 421 on a Tuesday afternoon. How are you? Jason Greger, Connor Halley. This is the Jason Greger Show. Live, Sports 1440, in the Ewell studio. They're a local electrical distributor. Brand new location, just off 184th Street. That place is humming. They got everything there. It's your one-stop shop. If you're the electrical crew and you need electrical stuff, you call Ewell. Go to Ewell, that's E-W-E-L dot C. A. Now time for the oil report brought to you by Volvo of Edmonton. Finance a new demo or certified pre-owned vehicle for as low as 1.49 at Volvo Edmonton. They're Canada's best Volvo dealership, VolvoEdmonton.com. And uh, we are happy to have on. He's going to be joining me uh, in studio every week. Today he joins us uh on the line, just to welcome him into the uh, family, he's going to be a regular weekly co-host with us, uh, former NHLer, former Edmonton owner, former first-round pick, Sean Brown, joins us. Brownie, how you doing? Awesome, Gregor. Uh, congrats, man. Um, I know you're excited to be back on. It's been a while, and I'm uh, I'm happy to be joining and happy that uh, to hear your voice back on the radio. Well, hey, man, uh, we're happy to have you. Are you going to be voicing more commercials? Like kind of like a commercial expert uh, voice or guy. I'm not too sure. I I, I don't know. Peter, 
Peter, I'm sure will call me at some point here to, uh, to do a commercial. Um, everyone thinks that I own it, but, uh, I don't, but I definitely do enjoy the pizza. Uh, my kids love it. It's just up the street for me, but uh, we'll see what's down the road. <laughs> That's nice. Now, uh, today I love it. To, I can see you. That's the new part about, cause we're live on radio, but we're also live on Orders Nation, uh, YouTube. And, uh, you are a D man. Like, did Struddy send you a note? Like, I noticed you're wearing a sweater. Is this like a defenseman thing? What's <laughs> happening? No, no, I haven't talked to Struddy. I probably should have reached out to him just to kind of get the Coles notes of, of what I'm getting into. To be honest with you, I'm a little bit nervous, excited. At the same time, but uh, I'm actually in Ontario. I'm at my brother's house right now. He's got the air conditioning going. And it's a little, <laughs> a little chilly inside, but uh, they're going through a little bit of a heat wave. So um, it's humid and hot when you're outside. That air conditioning's nice, but it, it's it, it's chilly inside right now. Now, uh, the one thing you have on Struddy is, um, you know, draft status, first rounder. Struddy was a third rounder. Now, I don't know if you took any pre-med courses, like a one science course or not. So we'll see. We'll learn those things about you. But for, for our audience, of course, you know, you were, you were drafted by the Boston Bruins. And then, of course, you got traded to the, uh, to the Empton Orders. That's where you started your career. Then you went to Boston, uh, New Jersey and, uh, into Vancouver. And then you finished your career. You played, I, I want to say five years in, in Germany and, and Austria. How was it for you after playing that, you know, that many years in the NHL? How was it played in Europe? You know what? It was unbelievable. It was something that I never really thought about um, growing up. Everything was about playing in the NHL. Um, and, and like you said, I got drafted in the first round. I, I, I surprise a lot of people when I say that. I also say that I got a lot of people fired for taking me in the first <laughs> round. Um, I know that for sure. But um, yeah, it was just, you know, at a point in time in my career when, you know, things weren't going exactly maybe the way I wanted it to. And then that option came available. Um, I was really excited. It was, you know, uh, I recommend that to any guy that's playing uh, today to kind of, you know, at least go there for one year. Um, the timing of it was perfect. My family, my kids were young. They weren't in school. Um, the balance between the schedule um, and the demands of the season and expectations uh, were perfect as far as being able to balance that out and travel and get to see a lot of the country that I wouldn't have been able to see. Um, so I really created a lot of great friendships, uh, with teammates and, uh, you know, it was really nice and special for my wife because our life really didn't change, you know, much from, you know, Shore Park and the relationships and the friendships and the programs that my kids were in, um, to, to when we were over in Austria, because we got so entrenched with the community and people outside of hockey and our kids' life or my, my wife's life was pretty much the same. She had a, a good group of people around her for the kids. Uh, so we just, you know, we enjoyed so much as a family, got so much out of it. I miss it. I would love, now my kids are a little bit older, I'd love to bring them back. You know, last uh, last year we did a trip. Uh, we went back to go see all the places I played in North oh, America. Nice. It would, it'd be really nice to go back and visit some of the places that that I played over in there. Oh, that's a great idea. I'm sure your kids love that. They kind of get a sense of where dad was playing in Edmonton and Hamilton and Albany and New Jersey, of course, in Vancouver. Now, I, I was noticing, I was looking up some of your stats before you came on today. Your, your second year in Germany, uh, when you're a player for the, Nurem, uh, the Nuremberg Tigers, you, uh, you had 206 PIMS, like double anybody else. Like what was, uh, was that a lot of, uh, roughing penalties? Uh, what was going on that year? <laughs> yeah. You know, I think I might've gotten one fight. Um, there obviously isn't a ton of fighting over there. Um, I didn't go over there. Obviously I didn't want to go over there with, 
you know, that in my, I, you know, you, I wanted a real opportunity to be honest with you when I went over there to play and have fun and to contribute in other ways. Plus, you know, I did have that dimension to my game. Um, but yeah, I, you know, there, I, I did get in a little bit of, uh, of an altercation. I do remember from, from time to time, but for the most part, yeah, that was, you know, I, I mean, if you can remember back right, from when I played, I did take a lot of minor penalties for cross-checking and that's always kind of followed me. But, um, you know, it was, you know, it was, it was nice. It was a nice balance between being able to play my game, but I was also able to add, you know, some other areas of my game that I just wasn't able to do um, when I was back in North America. And it made it fun again. Like I, I honestly really, I went over there because I was a little bit frustrated and I had so much fun uh, contributing in different ways. And I think every hockey player, you know, when the game is over, wants to feel like they, they contributed to the team and, you know, to, you know, whether, you know, obviously in a win, um, that's important for everyone, no matter what level you're playing at. Sean Brown joins us. He is going to be a, a weekly uh, co-host on the show. Uh, very much looking forward to that. He's going to join us uh, every Tuesday and uh, very fun. You know, talk about his career. He's got a lot of uh, takes. So what I like about your brownies, you're not afraid to share your opinion. That's uh, that's what makes uh, Sports Talk Radio successful, which is nice. Uh, we, we do have lots of texts coming in already. Uh, people wondering, my most important question for Sean is, what are his thoughts on banana bread? <laughs> Do they know my, does that person know my wife? Because nope. my wife makes unbelievable banana bread. It's, it's, un, it's the best banana bread. Actually, a funny story. When I was over in Germany, um, my, my wife loves to, loves to bake, uh, loves feeding people, taking care of people. And so there was a little, uh, uh, there was a spot that I got to know one of the locals and he had a little um, a bar that we used to go go to and he, it was really hard to find like a greasy spoon the north american breakfast because obviously they like their meats and cheeses and um so anyway uh somehow we got connected with this guy and he had some of the banana bread my wife wind up making it for this guy uh like once a week and it was a huge hit um so i'm a huge banana bread guy um especially when it's moist big chocolate chunks um yeah, anyone that's had my wife's banana bread loves it, and I'm I'm a huge huge banana bread guy. Okay, because uh, uh, well, obviously you're unaware, but Struddy, he thinks banana bread's terrible. So that's uh, so I need to ask. Like, I, what? Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, wow. dude. It's, hey, you're asking the wrong guy here because I got the biggest sweet tooth you could imagine. Oh, it's actually a problem. Jeez, but yeah, hey, trust me. I, now, now you and I are on the yeah. same level. Like, I had to ban myself from Bulk Barn. Like I literally oh. had to tell, I, I tell myself I couldn't go. I've gone now like, well, it's, I'll probably up to six months. But for the first while, like I would literally drive by it and like my steering wheel wanted to turn. Like it was awful, <laughs> man. Like the dinosaurs, yeah. the, um, you know, buying in bulk, uh, raisins. Uh, God, I love them all. So I've, uh, I've weaned yeah. myself off of it pretty well. So uh, you know what? Jeez, if, if you're a sweet tooth, this might Tuesday's yeah. might. Well, geez, Tuesday's could be fine. Yeah. Like, what if I if you could have one candy? What's your go-to? Ooh. See, my wife's a candy guy. I'm not. A, I'm an ice cream guy, right? Oh. I I have. I, it's a big issue in our house because my wife is a candy. She loves her sweets too. She loves candy, but she's the type of person that can have a candy or two and put it in the cupboard or put it away and forget about it. Right? I that's. To me, I, I don't understand how she could do that, right? So I'm one of those guys, like, I'm all in. 
right? If I have something, if I have ice cream, I have the pail. I have, you know, a pint of ice cream, you know? So, um, you know, so the, the argument in our house is like, let's just not have it in our house. Let's make it so that it's an outing and an effort. Otherwise I'll just eat it. So, um, more of a, I'm more of an ice cream guy, but my daughter's in the candies too. And there's these nerd, they're nerd clusters. I think they're nerds with, um, what are those little, uh, they're like little sour candy around it. It's a cluster, um, around like, around like a jujube is like, it's, it's unbelievable. Like when it hits your lips, (laughs) And, and I'm telling you, I'm not a candy guy, but when it hits your lips, wow! The, actually, my my mouth is watering right now thinking about. It. I'll like on the next episode. Um, You'll bring when some I'm in. Back home, okay. I'll, I'll, yeah, ex- yeah. I'll bring. Yeah, there you go. I'll bring it in. <laughs> I'll bring it in. You yeah. can have candy, and I'll br- I'll bring a pint of Hagen Dazs in. Yeah. Now, is that like? <laughs> are those the nerds blasters? Honestly, I think they're I think they're nerd clusters. To be I, oh, nerd clusters. I'm not a, I'm not at home right now. I'm in Ontario right now visiting family and friends. Um, but I, I noticed there was a pack in okay. the drawer when I left. So I will have a peek and uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, your wife's maybe, there, it, so you know it'll be back. If it was you, that pack would be gone. So oh yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Let's see. So that's the difference. It's yeah. I want to ask you, you know, you, as a defenseman, you head into the, to the orders, uh, season. Like the, the orders are a good team. Like they're a legit, I think most people around the league have Edmonton as, you know, some people have them as the favorite. Some people have them in the top five or six. They're very good. Um, as a D man, like having continuity amongst your pairings matters. I think it helps every defenseman I've ever talked to agrees with that, but. There's also going to be change and evolution. Like Bouchard and Ekholm, they they seem like an obvious one to start together. And you know, you put CC and Nurse because two years ago they were very good as a pairing. But what would you do? Like, when would you experiment with Demon? Well, obviously, I think you know, exhibition is when you try it. Um, Is that for me? Go ahead, buddy. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, obviously, uh, exhibition is when you're going to try it. But I mean, Evan Bouchard off, you know, coming off of a season like he had, which was a great season, um, especially at the end, he really came into his own. But, you know, he's going to be a different player. Like experiences, that experience that he got last year, um, he's going to be that much more poised uh, and he's going to handle a lot of situations that were new to him this year he's going to feel way more comfortable in. Um, so he's going to bring a different dimension and element to his game and confidence to himself. Um, that's going to, you know, obviously carry over to others. So, um, you know, I think they would obviously have some ideas of some pairings and, and, and how they think it will look. But I, I, I think with everyone's experience from last year, not only his, but everyone else's, I think, uh, you know, I think there, there's going to be a lot of, good things that will come from that because I think you'll be able to shift and move guys around uh, and really make it harder for other teams to, to maybe line up, match up uh, and play against them. 
Brownie, I appreciate you doing this uh, on, on your family trip. We wanted to introduce you to our listeners. I think they're going to be very impressed and uh, very excited to get to know you better. Uh, we already got lots of texts coming in. Uh, they love that Brownie likes uh, banana bread, so you're already in the good books by a lot of them. That was a really sore spot <laughs> with many of the, the listeners in regards to Strutty's takes on uh, banana bread. So I'm sure I'll have lots of other hot takes on different food. We, we look forward to you joining us uh, every Tuesday in the Sports 1440 studio. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, have yourself a good trip, and we'll see you next Tuesday. Awesome, guys. Thanks a lot, Gregor, and congrats. There you go. Sean Brown, former NHLer. He was the 19th overall pick back in uh, 1995 by the Boston Bruins. Then, of course, uh, got traded, uh, played for the uh, Edmonton Orders for his first, I think, six or seven uh, pro seasons. Uh, then went back to Boston, uh, New Jersey, and uh, finished his NHL career in Vancouver before uh, finishing off f- five years uh, split between uh, Germany and uh, Austria. And I'll tell you, Sean Brown, he might skate as well. Like, he was an unbelievable skater. Like, that guy could, you should see him now still. Like, Brownie's, I think he's 46. Like, he can absolutely fly still. Like, Strutty was joking when they have their uh, Orders alumni games, just like, like, Brownie's 46, so he's not, like, that young amongst young. He's kind of young, I guess. But he can absolutely fly. And he's a big man. So, but uh, his skating was, uh, was, top-notch all the time. That was the Oil Report brought to you by Volvo of Edmonton. Uh, when we return, we have uh, five questions coming up. It's the J- Jason Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca where um, starting tomorrow on the show, we're going to get it set up. We're going to have a real cool segment that we're going to involve you, the listeners. Of course, it's uh, it's charitable stuff. We're going to have $20. We, we do a $20 wager every day and all the proceeds at the end of the month, we'll go towards a different charity. We'll pick different charities, and uh, and that's who we support for that month. And uh, it's in conjunction uh, with Play Alberta. We're going to have a uh, list. We're going to do some parlays. I think that's fun. Right, and so we'll be asking you when we do it for your input on, hey, this is one of them I like. Now, sometimes we'll have a safe one for sure. But every now and then you want to make, you know, maybe a little prop bet, points. Right, now, I'll, I'll say this. We're probably not going to be doing McDavid points because it's, it's kind of too obvious. It's kind of too obvious. We want a little bit, make a little bit of money for the charity, do we not? So maybe we'll pick out a, like a Warren Fogle goal at a certain time. So we'll have some fun with that. And uh, once we get that all set up uh, later on this week, we'll start that uh, probably just in time for uh, Thursday night football. We'll return with uh, five questions on the Gregor Show on Sports 1440. We are back live, Sports 1440. Also, welcome to all of you watching the show live at Oilers Nation YouTube page. It's very easy to find. Go to Oilers Nation YouTube. Google it. Click on it. Hit subscribe, and away you go. I've had a very good day with the subscribers. Let's keep it up. Let's keep it up. Our goal is to get to uh, 20K before the start of the season. We're at 15.4, which is nice. That's excellent. It's good growth. And uh, anybody who subscribes, you'll be in the draw. We're going to be giving away some uh, tickets to see, uh, well, maybe not all of you, but most of you, your uh, favorite team, the Blue and Orange, as uh, they kick off the season October 11th in Vancouver. And then they're home. The Orders haven't had, I'm trying to think the last time the Orders had a home opener on Saturday. Because they've opened at home quite a bit lately, but it was usually on the Wednesday 
trying to think the last time. I'm sure, you know, it hasn't been that long, but a Saturday night home opener, oof, be rocking. Rocking, which uh, should be good. Also, uh, should announce that uh, Connor Halley and uh, Brandon Douglas, who, of course, are the uh, tag team on our uh, Fantasy Frenzy show right here on Sports 1440 from 11 a.m. until noon, they are also going to be hosting every Monday and Thursday at the Canadian Brew House. Con man, are you doing? You're doing Mondays, correct? Yeah, I'll be doing the Mondays. Brandon's going to handle the Thursdays. Looking forward to it. Do you, do you know where <laughs> which location he's at this Thursday? We don't know yet. Oh, okay. uh, waiting for confirmation. Uh, we'll, right. we'll make sure. We'll let it be known on the Fantasy Frenzy as well. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a good time. I, I preach it, Greg. I know you got a sweet tooth. You like the baked goods, the double chocolate cake there, the best. So good. Uh, is it so good that you would share it? Or no, mm, I wouldn't. I would reluctantly share it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if if Strutty's listening and wants to come out and share cake, if that's what it's going to take to get him out, I would do it. But right. nice, it's so good. You got to get two pieces. Hey, Greg's that new setup is pretty slick. I'm casting the YouTube feed to my second TV. Ross in the burn. Is that winter burn? Is that where you are, Ross? I like it. Ross in the burn. So it's good. You know what? Uh, people can see the show. Say hello, big wave, everybody watching. I like it. So, it, uh, you know, it's wait, wait till Carrie's show because, you know, we're, we're ironing out the uh, the bugs and then eventually, uh, you know, his show is going to be uh, live as well uh, on YouTube and Facebook, which will be awesome as well as uh, right here on Sports 1440 online. It's going to be everywhere. I wanted to have a multimedia platform that will allow people to who are diehard sports fans to be able to get their fix anywhere. Radio, and I love radio. I'm I'm very passionate about it. I think the, I think actions speak louder than words. That's why I work so hard to to bring it back with everybody here the past two months, and it's kind of a labor of love. I just it has a lot of emotional connection for me. It reminds me a lot of my father uh, as as a kid, as a young teenager. You know, we, we watched a lot of or sorry, not watched, listened to a lot of John Short on the radio coming home, and had a lot of great conversations. And you know, I. I want to kind of give people that opportunity well, with their kids. And you know what? Uh, we, we got lots of you who uh, have said kind of the same thing. Hey, Gregor, first day back, I pick up my uh, daughter from school and your show's on. It's like you never left. Thanks from Cash. Well, there you go, man. Uh, we're happy. It is kind of fitting in one sense for those of you that would kind uh, of had it in your daily routine that you pick up your kids at school. And I love that you have the young kids listening to the show. That's fantastic. Get them in early. And I remember when I was young, I'm like, what do we listen to? And then afterwards, I'm like, man, I really like this. Now, you can get involved. You can text us. We have a new text line. 1-833-401-1440. Text in. Include your name, your nickname, whatever you want to be called. The first time. Because we can actually save it for you. And then you don't have to do it the next time. But we will know because I will have your name saved. Okay. And I like some of the monikers we're getting. Hey, guys, welcome back, Gregor. So nice to have my afternoon radio again from uh, Christopher of the Rose in Camrose County. (laughs) A little wild rose country. I like it. I like it a lot. Now, let's get to five questions brought to you by The Brick. The tents are up and the prices are down. It's The Brick. 
tent sale. You can get up to 60% off original price on clearing items in the tent right now. Visit your local brick store and start saving. It's time for five questions on the Jason Greger Show. All right, Gregor, question number one. Tough loss for the Elks last night. Uh, after the game, uh, coming up on 24 hours later, do you think the Elks can take away any positives despite the result? Oh, yeah. Come on. Like, for 45 minutes, they had that game in control. Calgary didn't really have an answer for, for them offensively. And I thought Edmonton's defense, like, with a four-man rush, look how much pressure they were continually getting. But then I, I'd love to decipher, you know, get a lie detector on Coach Jones and, and some of the players, like, what happened in the fourth quarter? Is it just an experience? Like, I don't know. That seems like too easy of a crutch to just, wow, we're inexperienced. You know, I, I felt like at time and momentum's a powerful beast, but I felt like the Elks just weren't as aggressive on either side of the ball. That's, but I think there's lots of positives to take from that game. Hey, you rush for almost 250 yards combined, man. Like there's, there's a lot, they dominated. I thought that the, the O line created definitely a lot of holes. I probably pass protection. Maybe you could get a little bit more time in the pocket for Trey Ford, but yeah, I think there's lots of positives. You? 100%. I was going to go with the run game as well. Uh, good to see the big guys up front creating some holes. Uh, that's going to go a long way. And then Trey Ford, I mean, you know, you can't teach that athleticism. He, he can learn to make reads. He can learn to read defenses. But you can't teach the speed and the athletic ability that he has. I mean, there's plays when he's rolling out and you feel bad for the defensive lineman or the linebacker because they're not going to, you know, contain him. He's going to get the corner and take off for the first down. So I think there's a lot of optimism. Yeah, you'd like to get a stop in the fourth quarter, maybe, you know, extend a drive and, and burn some more clock. But I think all in all, that was a encouraging game. Lots of op, uh, positives, some negatives in there as well. But uh, yeah, we'll see how they respond on Saturday in the rematch. Question number two for you. Jordan Eberle going to join us in this show at about 5.20. If you were looking ahead, where do you think the Kraken will finish in the Pacific Division this season? Oh, that's a good question. So you got Edmonton and Vegas. I think most of us have them at the top. Uh, L.A., Seattle, Vancouver, Calgary. Like I think Calgary and Vancouver are going to be improved. The thing about Seattle is... Their team game, like they didn't rely on one guy. And this year, I don't think they can either. Like Manny Beneers, really good rookie season. We've seen, you know, can he continue? We'll find out. But I'm going to say Seattle finishes fifth in the Pacific. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd i like to think that they continue, you know, that trajectory and, and play well. I, I'll put them at fourth. And potentially that wild card spot battling for it. But, uh, yeah, going to be interesting to see what they can do uh, to try to build off last season. Question number three, since we had Ben Gretsch on the show talking fantasy football, heading into your draft, and, I mean, if the people out there want to text in one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty, is there any player you were avoiding? Or, I guess, if you're going into another draft player, you're going to avoid? Well, we did our draft on Sunday. And I was like, I'm not taking Cooper Cup. I just, uh, I, I didn't, I, I couldn't do it. I felt like it, w- it was too risky, right? Uh, if he gets healthy, maybe, but man, hamstrings can linger a long time. So uh, he was one. And uh, the other guy, cons that I'm just, well, obviously Danny Dimes. There's no chance I was taking him. So th- those would probably be the two. Like, not that he was ever really started, but even as a backup, there was like no chance. 
Yeah, for me, the, the guys that scare me are the running backs that split carries. So I was very high on Brees Hall last year and going into this year. But then when the Jets went out there and got Dalvin Cook, thought, okay, that's probably going to split up the carries, maybe affects the goal line. So I love it for their football team. I think that their running backs are loaded with Brees Hall, Dalvin Cook. But for a fantasy purpose, uh, I I just dropped out of the running for both of those guys, which hurts because I like them both as players. Uh, question number four, with Canada qualifying for the Olympics in men's basketball, what do you think best case scenario is for them in Paris next summer? Ooh, good question. Um, are we assuming that everybody's available? Like Jamal Murray, they're all there? To make it best case scenario, yeah. I think we have to, yeah. Okay, so let's say they're all there. Honestly, I don't see why Canada can't push for a medal. I think they're. I think Canada's top guys, when they're all together, are that good. I really do. Yeah, I'll drink the Kool Aid. I I was thinking third, battling for a bronze. I mean, it'd be tough. There's some very good teams, obviously, going into this tournament, and it'll it'll be tough with Canada on the rise. But you know, you get Jamal Murray in there, a guy who's got that championship pedigree now, knows what it takes to win in big situations. Why not? I know I know we were both high on Canada going into the FIFA World Cup as well, but I'm going to keep that optimism going and say, yeah, third third place bronze medal would be fantastic. Final question for you, Gregor, here on five questions, since it is our first show back up. What is your favorite part about being back on the radio and streaming to the people on YouTube? And what was the best part about having the summer off? Ooh. Well, the best part about... Although I will say, honestly, there were stretches there where I felt like I was busy or unemployed than I ever had been employed um, for probably uh, definitely the last five weeks. But from June until middle of July, the best part without question was just how much time I got to spend with my son and wife. We, we had lots of fun. Um, you know, my son and I, he just he, we played catch every day and like he started to say, hey, dad, you want to play catch? And I don't know, it sounds like it's, it's kind of, you know what, before I remember before I had kids, but honestly, there's just something that's very soothing. We're just playing catch. And my son's at an age where he's getting better all the time. Like he's learning how to one hand catch and stuff. So there's a little bit of a proud father moment there to see it. And, you know, plus he now gets a little bit of cocky and chirpiness. So that, (laughs) that adds to it, but it was really just, you know, hanging out with him. Um, we, uh, he got a, a book series. Um, it's about like the Thunder Clan cats. It's called War. It's like there's like 30 books of this. Now, obviously, they're pretty long. But him and I would read them together. And, you know, sometimes I'd read it out loud. Sometimes he'd read it out loud. And I don't know, that, just those moments together, That's that was probably my best part for sure. Um, the, the thing that, that I miss most, honestly, is just the interaction with the audience. And, you know, and just talking sports, like getting fired up about things. You know what? There was days when lots was happening and I was just like, man, you know what? And and writing about it. I love writing, but it's just not the same. And so that interaction with guests, you know, laughing with you and Struddy, right? The zany comments at times. And then also like every day there was at least three or four text messages that I would receive that literally made me laugh out loud. And you know what? Like laughter is such a good part of life that when you don't have things that just make, and I, and I'll be honest, like my wife can attest, like I'm not a guy who when he watches shows, who's like really laughing out loud. I don't do it a ton. I probably should do it more. I laugh kind of internally, but those texts would make me laugh out loud. So that's kind of what I miss. What about you? 
Yeah, that was that was definitely it. I think uh, for sure the best part of being back is just talking sports. I think Ashley was kind of sick of me commenting on you know whatever happened, talking about the Elks defense. I don't think she she's quite as passionate as some of the other people out there are. Didn't care as much. So you know, be- definitely talking sports again. Following it as close as we do is great, and the interaction with the listeners is always a good time. Uh, best part about having the summer off, though, for the first time in I would say twelve years, I actually got a bike and went for bike rides. And that's something I'll be continuing probably oh as much as I can. It's so fun. Just just hopping on. You go for, you know, 20K, whatever it might be, throw in the headphones, find a trail. And, uh, yeah, for me, that was probably the good, uh, probably the best part about it all. Okay. I like it. Any any new trails that you liked? You know what? Uh, we have one down in McGrath, and it. I think I, I found a way to turn it into 20 kilometers. That was kind of the, the benchmark I was going for per day. So, that was it. I, I didn't venture too far, and now the season might be coming to an end. But, you know, maybe I'll get those thick winter tires and bike into work or something. Mm. Ooh. See me rip into the mall with my bike. See Connor on the thick tires. <laughs> I like it. I yeah, like I used to live by a path where year-round you'd see the, the bikers, the cyclists oh. come by. Those guys and gals, diehards. Mm-hmm. Diehards. Let's get to the uh, con man and a sports update. Here on Sports 1440, brought to you by Edmonton Kubota. They're excited to be back on the air with Sports Talk 1440 and all their compact BXB tractors in stock are on sale with 0% financing for 48 months. Or shop online at EdmontonKubota.com. Here's Connor Halley. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowlin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowlin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.